Episode 2, Stairway to Sevens. How you doing, my friend? I'm Liam, he's James. What's happening? Not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Again, I've got to thank CJ Beats for his dope beat. Uh, he made it especially for us, I don't know if you know that. Um, but again, if there's any MCs out there who want to drop a rap about Sevens, uh, hit us up, we'll send you the, we'll send you the beat. Uh, and also, we have to thank the cover. So, thecover.com.au... We're brought to you by the Cover Podcast Network. They allow us to do the things that we do to talk about sevens. So, I'm sad, Jimbo. And I'm sad because the Aeon series is done and i got all this spare time on my hands. It's, uh, it's a little bit depressing. So, you know, I guess in, in some ways it's good because we get to focus on the World Series. So, we're going we're gonna, to uh, have a look at round two of the, of the Women's Series, uh, Dubai. So... I guess let's quick recap of what happened uh, round one in Colorado, which is actually smack bang in the middle of the first Aeon series. Um, so USA took the gold. I think that's their first gold in the women's space. Um, they've certainly been sort of nipping, maybe their second. They've certainly been there or thereabouts for a while now, and they're really sort of on the up. Uh, so they beat Australia 26-7. And then uh, New Zealand... Uh, Gave gave a bit of a gave a bit of the business to France. So New Zealand beat France thirty one fourteen. And you know, interesting to note that uh, France haven't qualified for the Olympics yet either. So they got a bit to prove uh, this year on the series. So we've got um, not all the teams, but we I guess we've got the three of the contenders uh, in the team lists are in. And so look, we might start uh, by having a look at the Aussie team. So Jim, why don't you why don't you take the mic? Yeah, so a pretty pretty strong squad with some you know some young young up and coming superstars in there as well. So we got Shannon Parry, Shani Williams, Soraya Parkey, uh, Cassie Staples, Emma Tonegato, Vania Polite, Georgia Hannaway on debut, Maddie Ashby, Faith Nathan also on debut, then Alicia Lucas, Rihanna Byers, and the big dog Elia Green. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's really awesome to see Georgia Hannaway get an opportunity. I know. Last week we sort of spoke about how she was obviously the pick of the of the litter in the Aeon series, getting getting given that that uh, player of the series. But then also a really strong and valuable contributor to that Oceania win. So it's awesome to see her her get a crack. And I think um, Maddie Ashby was also one you mentioned as as having a significant impact uh, at that Oceania too. So it's really good to see to see her back in. And then I guess you know uh, Faith. Faith was one, um, you know, who's shown herself to be a really strong, dynamic ball carrier. So, um, I guess some reps at this level, you know, is only gonna is only gonna benefit her. Yeah, and I, and I think these World Series events are going to be be really crucial to sort of nail down that that Olympic squad. And there's a couple of those, you know, development girls sort of pushing for that for that final twelve. And then girls like Sarah and and Rhiannon and. You know, even Emma Tonegato and, and Cassie Staples as well, really trying to secure their spot within the twelve. And I think, you know, that the quality of of the World Series is only going to get better leading into Tokyo as as girls individually are trying to prove they can they can be, you know, great assets to the, to their teams. Yeah, it's good to see 
Cassie come back in. So Cassie's one, um, you know, that I had the pleasure of coaching uh, in, in 2017. She was one of the players that played with Canberra and has since uh, played for two other clubs. So um, it's really good to see her back in, especially after um, pretty highly well-publicised, I guess, mistake um, at the Com Games um, with the scores tied and, and kicking the ball into the stands. So it's really good to see her, um, you know, back into the fold, starting to starting to play some good footy. And you know, it's an interesting team. You know, no, no Kazlik. Um, so so probably means Tonegato is going to get some some good reps in the halves. Um, but it also opens up an opportunity there for Ashby um, to get some to get some minutes there too. Yeah, and I, I think sort of the way Ashby played in in the Oceania Championships is. You know, she she showed she can lead the team around the park, and she can take take the most of her opportunities and and create some some great attack. You know, and, and looking at the girls that that missed out, I think you know we spoke about Demi Hayes off the back of her, her success in the Oceanias, and I think she's she's probably the the first name that comes to mind that has probably missed out on that on that twelve. But you'd assume John's obviously going to plan for a little bit of rotation sort of from now moving into the Olympics. So I'm expecting the the 12 to really sort of change over over the coming tournaments. And then, you know, girls like Demi get a crack at, at trying to cement their spot. And, I, you know, sort of look, looking at the, the squad they've got, I think someone like Alicia Lucas sort of playing alongside Faith and, and Maddie and even Georgia Hannaway is going to be going to be unreal for them to, to learn off one of the, the highest IQ girls we've got in the squad. And, and again, with Shani Williams and, and even Shannon Parry, I think what they're going to offer the girls, you know, at the World Series level, both, both on and off the field is... Is really going to help us build into Tokyo, and you know it's pretty exciting times ahead for for some of those young girls. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see, and I think um, you know John Menenti probably has a, a number of selection headaches. You know, I imagine that was a pretty a pretty hard team to pick. You know, you've also got you know a player like Yasmin Meeks at home who can cover you know basically one to six and, and potentially seven. You know, she could probably hold down an edge for. For a period of time, so it, very it, much so. Yeah, it is going to be really interesting to see, and exciting to see how how the squad kind of progresses. And and you'd think, you know, leading into the Olympics, you know, now's the time to rotate. You know, we got um, four more to go, five more to go, and you know, you'd hope by the time they're getting into that sixth, seventh, eighth, you know, tournament together, um, either on the World Series or or otherwise in some in some trial trial series and stuff, they'd start to get their twelve. And you know it's really exciting. It's exciting for for Nathan. It's exciting for Hannaway to to get an opportunity to play um, with those girls. I think it's I think it could be a really special year. So uh, I reckon that's about enough on the girls we know really well. Um, so we'll have a look at we'll have a look at New Zealand's team. So who, they they've picked a a group of fourteen. So I, I'm I don't know whether all fourteen will travel, but um, yeah, they've picked they've picked fourteen. So we have uh, Shakira Baker, Gail Broughton, Kelly Brazier, Teresa Fitzpatrick, Huia Harding, Sheree Kaka, Tyler Nathan Wong, Razaline Puri Lane, Alina Saili, Montessa Tarakina, Ruby Tui, Stacey Wacker, Niall Williams, and Tanika Willison. So thoughts, mate? Um, you know, obviously they're, they're probably going to be the team to beat in Dubai with, with Kelly, Nathan Wong and, and Niall Williams sort of leading the team from the front. They're they're probably the three, you know, standout performers on, on the World Series at the moment. And then, you know, obviously Ruby Tui's in that mix as well. I think they've got a pretty 
pretty exciting squad and, and plenty of firepower across the park. And they're, they're one of those teams that's just so hard to contain because you can have six girls defensively locked down and then the seventh can just turn the game on its head. Yeah, and I think some of those young girls have got coming through, like Sayuli and, and Fitzpatrick, are going to be in that that space again, trying to secure their spot, you know, in that Tokyo 12. And I think the level of competition in in New Zealand is obviously fantastic. And I, I think the energy those young girls are going to bring to their performances are, are probably going to push them to that that next level. Yeah, they're they're certainly a uh, a team full of players that can turn the game on its head, like across across the park. Not just one to seven, but one to twelve. Every single one of those girls has an ability to look up, ID space, get the ball there, either through a pass, a kick, um, a carry. Um, but also, you know, they the way that they attack at the breakdown. You know, I'd I'd be interested to see what their percentages of attacking to turnover ratio because often when they attack, they turn the ball over, and the first thing they look to do is move the ball to an edge or or to space. Um, so they're a really tough team to, to, to game plan for. And yeah, as you said, uh, I are always the barometer um, and, you know, always bring something different. They always, if they, if they feel like there's a weakness in their team or in their game, that's the thing that they bring to the next, to the next tournament. So if they continue to sort of, you know, we've only seen them once, but if they fix a couple of things from the last tournament and continue to build, build those blocks like they're known to do, um, yeah, I think they're going to be really tough to beat. And, and I think building into Tokyo, they're obviously, you know, they were pretty dirty on themselves losing in Rio. And I think, you know, moving into Tokyo, they're going to be putting more and more internal pressure on themselves to get more out of their performances. And I, I think, you know, they're going to get better and better and be harder and harder to beat and really try and prove in Tokyo that, that they are the big dogs and that they deserve to be to be at the top. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think yeah, they're, they're certainly going to be an interesting uh, team and to watch it at Dubai and and especially with the the different things they can throw at us. So let's move on to the third the third team we have uh, USA. So they obviously won um, the Colorado leg and we'll be looking you know to to maintain that form. You know they're they're sitting pretty in first place um, and the team is is relatively similar. So uh, let it drop drop a beat on us, my friend. So we've got Cheetah Ember, Alona Ma, Abby Gustatis, Nicole Heverland, Alev Kelter, Lauren Doyle, Nia Tapper, Jordan Matias, Fane Hangatal, Kayla Kennett, Chris Thomas, and Christy Kirsch. Yeah, so I mean that you know, as we said, sort of pretty similar side. Um, you know, that core they have Gestitis, uh, another one. I was fortunate enough to get to get to coach for two years and and came back each year a, a more improved player and and it's really good to see her um, have a big impact at, at the national level. Um, and then obviously Alev Kelter, um, Kayla Kinnett, um yeah, Lauren Doyle and and Nia Tapper. That, that's sort of the the core they've been running with. Um, for the last sort of couple of seasons. So, yeah, again, they're a team that can throw four or five, three or four different different things at you in a game. They've got a couple of different ways that they can play. Um, highly physical, big, strong carriers up the middle, but also speed on the edge, but size. Like, they've, they've got a couple of girls there that can really, really um, give you the business in terms of, you know, big, strong carry down the sideline, good fan, but... You know they can run over you, they can run around you, and and they probably jump over you too. 
Um, so it's going to be, yeah, I think they're pretty exciting. Yeah, and I think having having Cheetah Ember and, and Nia Tapper both playing, you know, that that fast-forward role when they need to and also being able to just play their natural edge role are going to be really dangerous together on the field, sort of locking down, down both edges. They're going to have really big, strong, quick, elusive girls on either side of the park. And then you look at the middle, obviously, with Kelta, playing that trigger role in the middle of the field and just, you know, she's, she's one of those natural natural ball players that makes the game so easy for everyone around her. And I think the way she, she reads the game and manipulates the defensive line is she's going to create plenty of opportunities for both Cheetah and, and Nara. And then Abby and Alona defensively in the middle of the field too, I think they're going to be they're going to be so hard to break down with ball in hand. And, and they've shown that pretty consistently over the last you know season and a half that they are really hard to to move around defensively and they are super strong and, and aggressive and they love to get up with, with good line speed. So, you know. And the other thing I like about them in attack is they recycle ball. Like, they, you know, they, they, they have an ability to, you know, if, if they get static or or, or if, they, uh, if they lack a little bit of, you know, something in attack, they just recycle ball, continue to take it in, get a little bit of go forward, recycle, recycle, recycle. And then, as you say, Alev Kelter in the middle, IDs that space. Either for herself or or for one of her teammates, and and it's usually on. So they're, yeah, I, I think they could be a pretty special team, um, moving building into the Olympics. So I guess you know, looking at those three teams, um, I think you know they're they're the three teams uh, in they're each in different pools, so they're not going to have to play each other uh, until the final series. So, or the knockout stages, I guess, um, if we're talking in soccer terms. So the way these pools are seeded is that the, the top three teams are, are, are put in a different pool. So one, two, three, pool A, B, and C. And then uh, once we sort of get out of the pool stages, the way this works is that the top two teams in each pool automatically qualify um, for the finals or the top, you know, to, to play for the top four. And then the next best two teams, um, so the next best, the next two best third place teams will then sneak in for those final two spots to, to create a, essentially a top eight out of out of 12. So the the teams that finish first and second in the previous tournament, you know, they, they get a bit of a reward given that, that they get to play. Um, so the, the team that came first, so in, in, you know, you'd assume USA from Pool A will probably, will get to play the, 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 uh, the second best third place team. And then, you know, again, you'd assume Australia in Pool B will get to play the uh, the the best third place finish. So, mate, let's let's have a look first at the top. What we think are going to be the top six, so the top the, the the top two teams in each pool, and then maybe we'll have a crack at um at at the next best two finishes. Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to go past USA winning winning pool A, and then you know you, you'd pick Canada to to knock off Russia and Brazil as well. So. You know, sort of USA and Canada coming out of Pool A, and then obviously Australia winning winning Pool B, and then you know it's it's a tough one with Ireland and Spain. Ireland are one of those teams that you know on their day can compete with the top four, and then not on their day can struggle to compete with the bottom four. So you know, we sort of pick Spain in that that second position in Pool B. You've also, I get in Pool B that I reckon that actually shapes up to be one of the tougher pools because you've also got. Fiji there, who Australia played uh, in the Oceania series, but but Fiji um, qualified for the Olympics through that through that tournament. So like they're no scrub either. So that you know there's there's probably no easy 
easy game in that pool. Um, so you could see, you know, potentially any one of those those um, Spain, Ireland, or Fiji finish in that second spot. And then yeah, with with Pool C, obviously again hard to go past New Zealanders in that first spot. But then you know with France, England, and Japan, it's it's a bit of a tough decision for that for that second spot. Obviously, as you mentioned with Fiji, Japan had a a pretty handy Oceania um, championships. They'd obviously already qualified for the Olympics, so they were in Australia, New Zealand's sort of pool. They knocked off New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they played some pretty pretty exciting footy, and you know give them. Give them a little bit of time and space, and they were they were pretty deadly with ball in hand. So, you know, if, if France and England don't turn up against Japan, they can, they can certainly get knocked off. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that might surprise people is how fast they play. So we we definitely, I mean, you know, it was hard hard not to watch the the Rugby World Cup, the men, but we saw that with the men's Japanese team in in how frantic they played, um, and and the women certainly in the seven space are, are doing the same. They're trying to play this super duper up tempo game and. You know, when those passes go to hand, it's almost unstoppable. Yeah, and they're, they're obviously not afraid of any of these these big teams, and they love to throw everything they have, you know, every time they get on the park. So they're a pretty exciting side, but I think for that second spot, we'd, we'd probably have to give it to, to France. Yeah, and noting too, I know we mentioned this earlier, but France have got a little bit to prove, um, you know, because they're going to have to qualify for the Olympics the hard way. So they want to make sure they're really pushing that sort of top four every every time um, so that they get a decent seating if they do um, end up coming out out of that repercharge. So, so all right, I think, I think we're, we're pretty comfortable. USA, Canada from Pool A, Australia and Spain in Pool B, and then New Zealand and France from Pool C. So we've got two spots to fill. What do you reckon? I think, again, it's probably going to be pretty hard to go past either, either Ireland or England, depending on, on how their games fall to be the best and second best place, third teams, and then... You know, again, as as we mentioned, maybe maybe Japan's pushing both of them as well to be that in that third spot. So yeah, so you know, as as you mentioned earlier, Ireland on their day are, are capable of beating anyone. Um, so you know, if we, if we get the, the the Irish team that that we know they can be, then yeah, I think I think they're probably a lock for for either that for either of those spots, and then yeah, England's. Probably the next one off off the rank there for me um, with with Fiji and Japan, um, you know potentially potentially pushing if they can pull up an upset, um, you know maybe Japan surprises France or England and sneaks up in and and, and same for Fiji, you know maybe Fiji surprises Australia, um, and and you know we have a really close pool B, so I think yeah I think those are going to be the two the two closest pools, um, but I think. Yeah, I think if we're thinking with our heads, I think it's probably going to be Ireland and England. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, so then if we uh, if we move forward to the final, who's who's playing for that gold medal? Yeah, well, I think sort of looking at the way the the quarters fall, the, the semis will probably be Australia versus New Zealand, and then and then France versus versus USA. Yeah, I think USA are definitely going to be be in that final one two playoff, and then. You know, maybe maybe thinking with my head it's, it's New Zealand, but thinking with with my heart it's probably Australia playing USA. You know, for that for that gold medal in Dubai, the rematch. That's it, rematch of Colorado, and who wins that one? You reckon? Oh, Australia by sixty. <laughs> Georgia Hannaway for Hannaway ten for ten. Seven tries. 
Um, yeah, look, I, I, I tend to agree with you in, in that gold medal match. I think, you know, it, it's Australia um, are certainly trending that way in that, that, you know, they've had, they've had some hardship. They've had, they've had some tough games, um, but they seem to be a team that figures out a way to win those games. And that's generally, that's generally a good sign um, when you're sort of in those three, four, five-point games and you figure out a way to win them, either by coming from behind or, 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 or hanging on in front. Um, so I think, yeah, I think, I think that's right. And then I think, obviously, then in the, um, in the bronze, we'll have our, our France and New Zealand. So who's, who's your pick there? I think it'll be pretty hard to go past New Zealand against France. But, you know, as France have proven on, on a few occasions, when, when they turn up, you know, they can, they can knock any of the top three sides off. So it really depends probably how those semis go. You know, if it's a close one against Australia, I think New Zealand will, will come out pretty hungry and, and want to put some points on. And then France, France are obviously going to have a pretty physical game against the US of A. Um, sort of si- similar styles of play, right? They yeah, kind of... Yeah, um, both big, physical, strong teams. And, and I think, you know, c- coming up against an attacking team like New Zealand or, you know, if things don't go away, potentially Australia with, with their dynamic attack, that might just be too much for them in that, in that bronze medal match. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, like I said, similar, similar styles of play. They kind of... They're both very big, both, both very physical. So, um, you know, potentially... That could bode well for Australia in the final two, given that that um, they might, you know, really bash each other and and USA run out a, a you know a, a tired sore kind of team. Yeah. But I, yeah, sorry. sorry. No, you go. Um, and I think I think given the team we've picked with some of those young young attacking superstars in in faith, Georgia Hannaway and, and Matty Ashby as well, that are they're going to come into you know that that final game really wanting to prove themselves and. They're the kind of players that can really open up a, a big, tied defensive line and, and really create some great attacking opportunities and, for us. And like you said before, you know they're they're young. They're going to have lots of energy. They're going to be super fit. They're going to be super excited. There's going to be so much adrenaline. You know that's that's the kind of thing that that can get you through those games when you've got those those young players who who potentially don't know what to expect. So they just give it everything. They they're super fearless. You know they're they're you know they're going to do whatever they got to do for their team and then are brought. You know, back down a little bit by by those more experienced girls. So I think, you know, I think this is probably a tournament where you might see someone like Shani Williams become more of a, a star, more noticed. You know, she's she's certainly one that does a lot of those one percenters that we that we were sort of talking about in our last podcast that potentially go unnoticed. Um, and and you know is is a super important cog, especially defensively, holding down the middle of the field. So you know, it's it's probably a good opportunity. For the rest of the world to see some of that work, given you know some of the young players that are going to be around her, yeah, and I think she's got with ball in hand. She's going to have a pretty important role too, bending the line and, and creating some opportunities for for those attacking girls we've spoken about. And, you know, it, it's girls like her and Sarah and, and Rhiannon Byers and Shannon Parry that that are going to have to do the dirty work to, to create the opportunities and and create the space for for their attacking halves and edge players to, to have success. Yeah, it's it's yeah, you know, I think it's certainly exciting and what one of the, you know, one of the more unique things about sevens is that, you know, there's 12 teams competing and most of those teams can beat the top 4 in the world on on their given day and and I guess on with that in mind, if you had to pick a bolter here, like if you had to pick a, a team um that, you know, across any of the pools that is potentially going to knock off 
the USA, Australia, or New Zealand, who who do you reckon it's going to be? I think Spain have have done it a handful of times. You know, they've they've done the USA come from behind against the USA and then knock them off once or twice. And you know, they always seem to have pretty pretty competitive games against us. Um, so they're they're probably the first team that comes to mind. But then you know, as we've spoken about, teams like England, France, Ireland. You know, even Russia when they turn it on can can compete with a with the the big dog, so to speak. It's all the vodka, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they get um, that Dutch courage, and then they're they're ready to go. It's a different country, I know, but yeah. That's it. And then yeah, Canada with their you know their maple syrup diets. <laughs> yeah, it it's it is certainly interesting. I you know like I believe it or not, I actually watched the Brazilian women play. Um, in Chile a couple of years ago and, and uh, at the Castile del El Diablo 7s. And uh, I was actually really impressed, you know, watching that tournament. So they had Brazil, Chile, Argentina, Colombia, um, Mexico and Tunisia all competing in this sort of, you know, Tier 2 event. And I was actually really impressed with the Brazilians. They, they went on to win that um, with their skill level. Um, often when you see some of these, these nations... Um, you know, coming out of out of the second tier into the first tier, that's the first thing that you notice is is the skill level's not quite there. But certainly with Brazil, they actually do have the skill. It, 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 I guess the key difference is the game's not yet instinctive to them. So they you know they're they're sort of in a similar position that the US were um, four or five years ago, where they were transitioning a lot of girls um, across from different sports. So I know a lot of the Brazilians used to play um, basketball and soccer, which are their two know two main sports but it was the same you know with the u.s rugby team like abby gustatis um played division one basketball and now she's the the national team captain so you know i i think i i don't think they're ready yet brazil um in dubai but i think given you know three or four more opportunities to play um on the world series i think you might see them knock maybe not a, a usa or new zealand off but potentially maybe a france or an england or or, or a spain yeah yeah, as as you mentioned, their skill level's quite high, and they've they they've got the the natural sevens physique and talent to to go with it. You know, they've got the size, they've got the speed, and the more high quality reps they can get on this this World Series level, you know, the, the better and better they're going to be. Yeah. So look, mate, I think uh, I think we've covered it. I think we've clocked Dubai. Um, so look, good luck to all all the athletes competing over there. Um, we've purposely left the men out because James hates hates talking about men's sevens. Fuck the men. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, look, good luck, particularly to the Australian girls. I'm, I think we're both really excited to see how those debutants go, Hannaway, Hannaway and Nathan, and then also also Ashby. It's, it's been awesome to see that group of athletes, um, you know, sort of grow through the Aeon series. And, I'm, you know, it's going to be cool to see if they can they can put some of the, the effort and, and skill that they showed at the Aeon Series on uh, on on the world stage. So, again, Mum and Dad, thank you. I'm about to drop CJ again. So, uh, enjoy this week. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a guest, a special guest. All right. CJ. <laughs> 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 <laughs>